0: I'm a big believer that experience teaches. My goal with this show is to have guests to share their experience so that they can tell you what it's like, what they did right, and what they did wrong. And I'm going to share the same. Look, I'm not trying to regurgitate stuff you can find on the internet. I'm going to tell you how it really is and what it's really like to own your own place. This is the National Restaurant Owners Podcast with your host, Kyle and Sarah. Hey guys, let's, let's start this conversation let's start the conversation about what it takes, what it really takes to build a scalable concept. And this is the first in a series of these solo podcasts where I'm going to kind of give you my take on what I've learned, what I've experienced from some of the people who've who've done an excellent job at building these scalable concepts and really what's most important to them. Um, But I think it's, you know, it's kind of a long series, right? I mean, this is not an easy answer and it's not really a, not a universal answer for everybody in the business. So, um, but there is a universal aspect to it, and that is, you know, understanding your numbers. So I think it's best that we that we start there. You guys know how important I feel vibe is to your restaurant or your bar. It's everything. And just to give you an example, have you ever noticed how the energy of of your restaurant or your bar totally changes when there's something on your TV that's not engaging like sports? I have a solution for you. Atmosphere TV is the first and only TV product of their kind built specifically for use in your restaurant. You may recognize their flagship channel, Chive TV, in addition to 40 plus other amazing high definition content channels, including Red Bull TV, X Games TV, Beach Bum TV, America's Funniest Home Videos, and much, much more. Built and proven to keep your guests sitting, eating, drinking, and of course, spending more money. The best part is Atmosphere remains 100% free for listeners of this podcast. Just use the code KYLE at checkout to have your setup fee waived and receive your device today. That's atmosphere.tv and use the code KYLE, K-Y-L-E, to receive your free device today. Now, look, I understand a lot of you guys are not numbers people, right? You're not. You didn't get into this business to be crunching numbers on a spreadsheet. So don't worry if you can't calculate these numbers or if you don't want to deal with these numbers but there should be somebody in your organization in your restaurant that can your only job is to understand what they are and where they're headed you know spotting trends spotting areas of weakness spotting areas of opportunity and some of this might sound very basic but you'd be surprised at how many restaurants are flying by the sea of their pants successful restaurants and ultimately, it just blows up in their face because they didn't see it coming. So if you're the owner, your name's on the lease, your name is on the LLC, your name is attached to paying the sales tax. These are the six items that I think are crucial for scaling your concept. So, I mean, if you don't want to scale your concept, I don't care if you want to open to one other location. This is a vital list of things that you need to understand about your, re- your restaurant. So I call them the six points of pain might be a little... A little tad dramatic but they're points of pain because these numbers are not it's not that they're difficult to to determine um but they're difficult to keep in order right there's so many different factors especially now that go into you know just generating sales in your restaurant um but if you think you're ready for another location you've you've crossed that mind you're looking at spaces you reach out to a broker, you need to understand these, like the back of your hand. So let's start, let's start at the beginning. And it might seem very obvious the first one, but we're gonna talk about sales. So many of you guys look at the sales that come off your POS. Right? I mean, that's normal to do. You know, we did 5000 last night 3500 the night before whatever it is. But when I say sales, I mean, like your audited sales, the minus the discounts, minus the mistakes, the cash over short, you need to know how much cash actually is hitting the bank. To me, that's your sales. And, you know, top line sales are one thing, but you have to have it, you have to have understanding of what's coming out of those sales on on a regular basis. So if it is discounts, is it too much? Um, You know, there are certain percentages that your bookkeeper will tell you are acceptable for that stuff. But in general, if I ask you for your sales and you give me like, we do about 1.5, no, I need, You need to be the good ones. Know, I did one. I did a one point five, one point five six five three forty. <laughs> did one point five million. And look, I know it's nitpicking, but in your head, you need to know. it. You can tell me whatever you want. You can tell anybody whatever you want, but you need to know what that number is. Cold, and you need to know what it was for the same period, a month ago, last quarter, a year before. You're the one driving the bus. You need to know exactly what's coming in your register. Number two, everybody's favorite, particularly now, and this number should be low now, I guess, unless people are overpaying, but labor. Your labor percentage, and I know it, it's a challenge right now. You're paying people more. You have, you know, a, a possibly people getting paid more than what's market value for their services. Line Cooks getting paid $30 an hour, I've heard. I mean, um, but whatever it is, you need to be aware of it. You need to know that like, hey, it's high right now because of this. But my goal is to get it down to this. You know, I think 33, 35% is realistic in this this environment. But I mean, you guys tell me, I mean, it depends on every owner's situation. If you're building a scalable concept, you have to really, really pay attention to what this number is because it's going to be vital to the success of other locations. They're going to be looking at you going forward. They're going to say, well, yeah, we can open another location. Your investors say, okay, you want to open up another location in Nashville? Great. What are you doing in New York? We do about 2.5 million. And how much you know of that is payroll? I'm willing to bet it won't be one of the next two or three questions. You need to know that number and do your best to keep it down. Keep it down, obviously, without sacrificing service or quality or hospitality. That's the goal and you have to know the number every week. What is it every week? Some people even track it daily, daily. So don't brush it off. The end of the month is way too late. This is something at a minimum, you should be looking at a flash report every week. We'll talk about flash reports later. Number three, your occupancy costs. If I say occupancy and you're like, what the the hell are occupancy costs? I'm talking about your rent, your taxes and your insurance. Now this number needs to be somewhere between six to 10% of your sales. If you are more than 10% of your yourself, depending on your concept, right? There may be some concepts concepts that can get away with this very few in certain markets too, but more than 10% really is, is a red flag. It's a red flag that you're, you're not, you're not, you're, you're paying too much rent you're paying too much for something. And you should have known that going in. So either you know, it is a function of your sales. So maybe you're not making the money that you thought you would. Gotta go back to look at your sales, right? Again, why that's why, why that's important, comparing it to your budget. You do have a budget, right? Everybody, come on. I know you guys are slacking on the budgets. You're slacking on the budgets, I know you are. You can't, you cannot slack on the budgets. It's painful. It's, you know, it's very easy to inflate that number you know, say, oh, we did this last month. We're going to do this this month because it's spring and the outdoor tables. Just make sure you're spot on. I'm not arguing with you, but make sure you're spot on with that because that affects your your payroll numbers. And once, once you're really in these numbers, you're going to start to get a feeling like, you know, Wednesday night, 830. It's kind of slow. You know, send some people home. We're not going to hit our number today. That's how you have to operate. Your managers have to have that ingrained in them that that's the way you want things run is if, you know, if things are not running the way they're supposed to be running, you're not generating enough sales, you got to cut labor. If you can't pull people off the street to, to make them spend money, you got to adjust on the expense side. Fourth is your cost of goods sold. That's anything that you need to buy to make revenue. So look, I get it right now. There are a lot of, A lot of things that are extremely, you know, they're they're priced higher than they've ever been. Meat, I've heard, is outrageous. And really just across the board, there are things being added to, you know, service charges, delivery charges, minimums. Here's my one tip on purchasing. And a lot of, so much of it comes from preparing, but I don't want to spend too much time on this because this will probably be a whole separate episode. But find out what your big items are. Find out what your items are that you absolutely need so let's say you're a burger place you need ground you need ground beef you need ground turkey whatever you need your number one sellers go to your meat purveyor and say look mr meat purveyor last year I bought five thousand pounds of ground beef from you and I ran the numbers and on average it looks like I paid i don't know let's say two dollars a pound if I tell you that I'm going to do 750 pounds this year. I guarantee to buy that amount. Can you do better on the price? I promise you, if you commit to an amount, now you gotta you have to stick to it. You can't once you make that commitment, you're sticking to it. So even if you don't do the numbers, you're doing something extra with that 250 pounds of of ground beef. But make a commitment and then you have to be stringent in the operations, right? Like Make sure you're not throwing too much out. Make sure your, you know, your your burgers are the right size and all that fun stuff. But make a commitment up front to what you're gonna buy. The, you know, paper products is another one. You know, Mr. Paper supplier, look, I spend X amount of money on paper. We're anticipating delivery to be 10% higher than what it was pre-pandemic. If I can commit to doing 10% more in in purchasing from you, what's the best price you can give me? They will appreciate, they will appreciate that level of commitment. You're stepping up to the table and saying, I know what I need to do. And I know that you want to help me. I like your product. I like working with you. And it's um, something that's mutually beneficial for both of you. All right. I'm taking longer than I want to, because I want to get into this stuff. But number five, now, I don't know how many of you guys go through this but it's really the best temperature for, you know, the best way to take the temperature of your business and that's your prime cost. So what is prime cost? Prime cost is your payroll plus the cost of goods. That's your prime cost. Now this is really the number one indicator of how healthy a restaurant is. So ideally, and I know this is tough right now. Okay. So before anyone, you know, flames me in the comments here, ideally, I'd like to see that number around 55%, however you get there, right? So if you figure 35, then you have 20% food cost might be a stretch. But remember in that, in that food cost, there's so much to this. I'm realizing now that food cost, you guys better be doing accurate inventories, but look below 60 is your goal. 30 and 30, you start doing 40 and 40, you're out of business. You just don't know it. Pay attention to your prime cost. Okay, that that is a key, key, key number. And the investors you want to work with are going to ask you that number. Last but not least, and the one that you're probably most concerned with on a regular basis is the net profit. If you don't know how much money you're making, like off the top of your head, I'll give you an example of this. I should say, uh, Mr. Jones, tell me about your concept. How much money do you guys make? We do about $2 million a year. And on that, we're making about 10%. There you go. Like that's your net profit. So Mr. Jones is making $200,000 a year on $2 million. She's got 10% net profit. He knows the numbers. That's impressive. You want to know those numbers and you need to know those numbers. I mean, I remember the days when restaurants were supposed to do 30%. So you need to know your restaurant enough to know that these, really these, uh, you know, the labor, the labor, the occupancy costs, and the cost of goods are your three beasts. They're the ones that are gonna either sink or, or, or make you profitable. So being that you can't change much about your occupancy costs, really the only thing you can make that number better is drive sales, right? but you can work on your labor and your cost of goods. You can improve those. So I, I implore you that if you're before you start thinking of another location, or even if you're at two locations and you're ready for the third one, I will bring guys on the show that will tell you you probably heard the guys from Pincho. Um, stands out to me, but there are others. The third location, the famous quote that people say, it's like having a um, a third child, but 10 times harder. <laughs> so if you don't know what having a child is like, then just imagine having a third of anything else. It's you know, you can do two hands, but the third hand like who's gonna take care of that one. And it doesn't matter how many partners you have, sometimes you can spread it out. Sometimes you can't. Not everybody's partners, you know, capabilities are the same. <clears throat> Leave that one there. <laughs> um, but that's it. That's the six points of pain, guys. Um, And look, if you don't know them, it's all good. Call your bookkeeper right now, as soon as you're done listening to this, and say, I need you to come here tomorrow or sometime this week, and we need to hammer over these numbers. I need to know them like the back of my hand. I'm doing a bad job. I don't understand what they are, and it's my fault. It's always your fault, dude. It's always your fault. Just remember that. That makes things so much easier when you know that everything's your fault. Everything's in your control. Look at it that way. All right, let's recap, guys. Last thing here. Last little recap, your sales know them cold, what they are, where they're going and what they were labor. You gotta know what's costing you in labor. If it's high, be able to say hey, it's high because of this because sales were down or it's high because the market's tight and paying people extra whatever it is, know the variable and work on getting it to where it should be. Occupancy costs. We've gone through this like a 1000 times keep your rent somewhere between six and a half and eight and a half percent of your gross sales. All right. You don't want to have, you know, your taxes, your insurance, everything pushing you over 10. It's a trouble cost of goods. Important, important, important to create relationships with vendors. Let them know what you're buying, what you're willing to commit to, commit to that number and stick with it, stick with it to get the best price and hold them to it. And if they won't do it, go to another vendor. Somebody will do it for you. Don't ever sacrifice quality. But what you want to do is get exactly what you want at the best price you can get it. It's going to take some homework, but that's this is where the money's made, guys. This is where the money's made. Your prime cost, crucial, crucial, crucial. Payroll plus cost of goods, we'd like to see a 55 below 60. You know, we may be pushing that number now with maybe adjusted, but man, you're going to have to figure out another way to drive sales or cut costs because it's not going to be easy. So knowing these numbers, you can make the argument is more important than ever. And lastly, net profit, how much money are you making? All right, look, until you know those numbers cold, and you can speak to them cold. Let's not talk about expanding, but when you do know them, that's when everything falls in place. That's when you can attack the market and say, this is what I can pay in rent. This is what I've done. This is my labor. This is my cost of goods. And that's it. That's how you make this step from being a restaurant owner to a restaurant entrepreneur. You're not chained to the stove. You're actually managing this business from afar with people who you've delegated to take care of this stuff. You need to know them. You totally need to know them. But you need to also implement, you need to empower people rather to go and follow what you need them to do to make the place profitable. It's all well and good to keep expanding, but it doesn't mean shit if if they're not making money, right? All right, guys, that's it. Thank you. This was uh, hopefully informative uh if you have any questions obviously always text me 914-996-4569 or dm me over on instagram love to hear your guys comments over there and uh next week next week we're gonna go over money you got a scalable concept now you know your business cold how do you go about raising money what kind of money will be the most useful for you because not all Money is equal. I'm going to leave it there. It's not all equal. (laughs) Man, that's... It's all green. It's just not all equal. It comes with different price tags. Believe me. All right, guys. Until next week. Talk to you then. Thanks for listening to this episode, the first in a series of episodes on how to build a scalable restaurant concept. I appreciate you guys listening, and I'm hoping that you're taking away some little nuggets here that'll you know, stick in your brain and you can put into practice um, immediately, especially when it comes to finances, immediately. Can't stress that enough. Um, a couple of things I want to touch on here. One, follow us on Instagram, restaurant underscore owners underscore podcast. Head over to YouTube to see the recordings of the shows if you want to check it out there, plus a bunch of other videos that have. We're going to be launching a whole new series starting on Thursday, restaurant related, sort of like reviews, sort of like best of, but keep an eye out for that over on YouTube. But also wanted to point your attention to uh, my personal Instagram at Kyle and Sarah. Head over there, click the link in there. I've set up a new way for us to connect. Uh, I have these 30-minute one-on-one coaching sessions available. I have personalized videos if you want one-off responses to something. And also on the bottom, you can text me directly from the link there if you have any questions, something you want to have addressed or mentioned on the show. So um, I think that's it. All right, guys, thanks for checking it out, and I will see you next week.